0: I've been here many times before and I've never been defeated and still I will never be defeated.
1: Two up front. Two up front. It's Jay! And this is Chuck.
0: Hello, hello, December. Welcome to this week's episode of To a Front, the first episode of December, and we promise to be training out the episodes as the festive season goes. You are joined by me, Jay, and I'm not by myself, I'm with Chuck. Chuck, what do we have for this first week of the festive season?
1: Okay, what's up guys? We only have two topics to cover, um, and it's just a plethora of names and themes under the Ballon d'Or, as well as names and positions in the coaching segment, particularly in the EPL. So let's start with last night's events, the Ballon d'Or. In first place was Leo Messi, second place was Virgil van Dijk, and Ronaldo came third. And there's results all the way down to the 30th player. According to you, are you happy with the winner? Top three? Six, as six, uh, as it's been
0: called. The GOAT won himself the record setting. Six. Sixth Ballon d'Or. Um, Am I happy with the results? As a Messi fan, yeah. Um, But if I take a step back from wearing that cap and just look at it, it's hella confusing. It's it's hella confusing. I I said yesterday on the video that we put out um, predicting who's going to win the Ballon d'Or that I have an issue with these awards. And my great issue with these awards is that there is no determined criteria as to what they're using to find the winner. So for me, am I happy if the result is based on the best player and the best team, then no, because I don't think Barcelona were the best team last last season. And the reason I bring up like the best player and the best team is because, I mean, if I look at the last five or so Ballon d'Ors, when you see Leo Messi winning back in 2015 and then Ronaldo two years after that, and then that being broken up by Luka Modric... The reason Luka Modric won was outside of the fact that we've just experienced Ronaldo and Messi winning and we got used to that because like the two best players in the world by far. And Modric won, it was because Real Madrid had won the Champions League that particular year and then his Croatia team had made it to the final of the World Cup and he was at the centre of... Those two teams. So if you if you take the common denominator, so to speak, it was Luka Modric, mm-hmm. right? So if you come into this year and it's like, okay, if you're following that 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 version now, then we are either looking at Liverpool, who are the Champions League winners and finished second in the Premier League, just one point off the top, or the team that beat them in the domestic league and won another two domestic titles, Manchester City. And you're like, okay, whoever's the best player. In either of those teams must win the Ballon d'Or, but then if we're just awarding it to the best player, then as I indicated, then I'm happy with Leo Messi because I do believe um, in any given season he's the best player. So, but don't you think that's up in the air you for think me?
1: That's I'm um, subjective to you defining him as the best player. Don't you think that other people might think other people are better than him, and that's why they vote for the other names? Never mind the season or the best team, but according to what people see with their own eyes. So if you're asking me
0: the question that if, if if the criteria is the best player, then Leo Messi shouldn't, because he was the best player last season. Across across all competitions, Um, and, and if I disregard to an extent the achievements or lack thereof of his team, then I don't think there was anyone who put out a better output on the pitch than Leo Messi. So as I'm saying, if... if if what we are judging it on, if you're asking me the question, am I happy with the result? If and I'm saying that if the criteria is the best player, then yes, I'm happy with the result if it fits the best player period. But as I'm saying, if it's other things that come into it, and when we go into um, the rest of the list, uh, I'll tell you and why I, I I think it's a bit all over the place. Are you happy with the result?
1: Well, not not entirely, but at the same time, it was expected. Um, Never mind what we said in the video. which We saw the leaks and we knew it was going to win. But for me, virtual winning the Player of the Year a couple of months ago it's not the norm for defenders to win these 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 awards. And of the strikers or or, or attacking players who were left, Messi is one of the no- nominees. And I don't think Ronaldo um, was was on par with him this year. And so by those by those um, with that information, rather, it automatically was was Messi's award. But I don't know if he's been as good as he was in previous season to say, Uti, you're the outright winner." So for me, it could have been someone else. Who? It could have been. It could have been. Sadio Mane. Is that who you think it should have been? I think Sadio Mane played a very big role. in inter- inter- I mean, if you're saying that one of the two best teams, either at City or Liverpool, the guy who got them through or like got them over the line in many of those games was Sadio Mane. Whether it was league or whether it was Champions League. Sadio Mane was on fire. I mean, he, he, I mean, the poster boy for Liverpool the previous two seasons was Mo Salah, but he upstaged him by by a fair margin. So I think if if, if he was properly recognised, Sadio Mane could have won the best player.
0: So we we had Europe. we had this back and forth yesterday. Um, we didn't record it. We'll bring it to the podcast since we're recording this now. Yeah. the The issue I have with uh, the issue I may have with the Sadio Sadio Mane um, selection would be. He was, he, was, he was good the season before this one um, mm. and I don't know if he's taken such a massive jump in, 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 in what he's putting forth. Uh, he's consistently producing and I would, I, w- I would agree with you in saying that he was the best attacking player in the Liverpool team last mm. season. But the reason Virgil van Dijk finishes second and he won um, the UEFA European Player of the Year earlier this year is because when they dropped Virgil into that team, along with Allison Pekka, to be fair, there was a transformation where they were not just this um, exciting team and this team with goals and that is able to make it to like the Europa final the previous season and make it to the Champions League final, but not quite win it. Mm-hmm. And when they dropped Virgil into the team, then they took that step as, as champions, the champions of Europe now. And you could say largely you can um, credit it to... The addition of Virgil van Dijk. So, is is, is Armani's exploits as impressive without Virgil? And I asked the question is he very clearly the best player on his team? Was he very clearly the best player on his team last year?
1: I think the tricky thing about defenders is, is, is this that when defenders have a good night, it's not them sliding about and making a million tackles, as they keep the people out. That could be done by marking someone out the game so that person never gets the ball. You never get to see them foul or tackle that particular person. It could be a commanding line and, and a pressing command of your of your back line. And so, oftentimes for the fans and what we see, yes, statistically considered by the addition of Virgil van Dijk, they've become a better team. But when I watch Liverpool games, the person I see scoring, creating chances, running at the defenders is Mane. And I've seen him have that impact in the, in the Liverpool team more than anyone else in that team. So, we, we can't discount what Virgil did, but we can't always pinpoint what he did. Like, for instance, if we go back to last week or the week before, can you say, here's what Virgil van Dijk did? And that's a dilemma with defenders. And I think that's why they don't regularly win the Ballon Duel, because you don't quite say who to he had a pistol win game unless they're putting in a million tackles.
0: Yeah, I'd never give the award to a defender. And I'm on the record as stating I'd never give it to a goalkeeper either. Mm. Just simply because um, as much as there are 11 players on the pitch and they're all uniquely gifted and they bring um, a unique factor in order for the team to... Because it is a team sport at the end of the day. Mm. The reason I wouldn't give it to a defender or goalkeeper is the things that you point out. Mm. I don't think they just have enough impact in the outcome of a game. Mm. It happens with a goalkeeper when they have a blinder um, in, in, in the post where... Is just shot after shot after shot. Like, for instance,
1: um, Teher. 16 shots. Yes, again. shots. And you think of like 11 against Tottenham. Those are standout performances, but yeah. what it says that the defense is weak. Exactly. But if, 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 if they never. If, if I mean, currently in the league, he's got a two saves a game rate, right? If he makes two saves a game, he's not really facing that many shots. How good is he? You can't, you, can't you can't tell. Can't measure it's hard to
0: measure. And same thing with the defender, because the defender's job is to to blunt an attacker and mm-hmm. once then you have the ball is you give it to the guys in front of you to go affect the game in terms of winning you the game whereas a guy like Asadio Mane um, is as you say you, he's running at defenders he's scoring goals he's creating goals he also backtracks and, and his help, he helps like with the defense he's not a defender mm-hmm. um, we're, not, we're not gonna mark that highly in terms of his impact but there's there's a reason why the guys who go forward are paid much more than the guys um, at the back and it's because fairly so um, it's weighted differently and mm-hmm. their contribution to the outcome of a match week in week out is easier to tell and it, it, it's also more mm-hmm. you know for that reason that's why I'd give it to Leo Messi um, because not only do I think that Leo Messi is the best player in his team but I also think he's the most important player in his team because this current Barcelona team, this is not this is not Pep's Barcelona. This is not the team that had a Xavi and the a Pusquets at his best and David Villa in front and you could just interchange the parts and it was just like a well-run machine, you mm-hmm. know. This current version of Barcelona is one that includes a couple of 100 million euro signings that have not quite paid off. Um, in Dembele, you've got a guy who's always on the sidelines and is always on the treatment table. Coutinho is not even on the team. And I actually, it actually struck me the other day when I, I read that he's, he's, the, he's, he's the club's most expensive signing. And he's not even at the club. And mm. when he was there, he wasn't quite gelling with what they're doing with either Suarez or Messi. And now you've got Griezmann in the team. And he's not quite given that impact where you look at them and they look like world beaters. In fact, they look pretty average
1: when yeah. he is not playing. That's not even like the MSN that they formed a couple of seasons back. No.
0: And on, on, on that basis, um, I do think when you see this guy deliver another 50-goal cool season and close to 20 assists, without that, that team does not even make it to the point where they're, they, they're disappointed um, by Liverpool. In saying that, this is why I have a, a problem with the criteria. Because as much as Liverpool are European champions, my goodness, they play in the same league with a team that beat them in three other competitions. Mm. And if we if we move then into into uh, the question of um who would we have placed higher or lower man sterling needs to get some love from the football community like put some respect on the like, uh, what, on, more the must he like do. what what more must he do he finished twelfth behind a goalkeeper Allison. behind rids Mahrez. Mahrez finished tenth because of what his national team did hmm. fair enough. But he wasn't even the player of the tournament. He was not even the best player on his team at that tournament that his team won. So, and he's he's a French player. Let's be honest, he's a French player at, at, at Manchester City. He's not the guy who he was at Leicester. Yeah. And so you see him finish tenth above his teammate, who, in my opinion, as good as 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 good as um, Kevin De Bruyne is, and I'd put him as the best player at City last year specifically. Mm. Even he. What's well, second best to,
1: to Sterling? I mean, Sterling is one of the first names on the team sheet. I mean, they, you, other than Edison and maybe Bernardo Silva, no one else is guaranteed a place. With the plethora of talent that they have, you could be in, you could be out. Aguero sometimes sits on the bench for Jesus. Murray is sometimes out for Roger or whoever they have. David Silva, they've got lots of people. But Sterling, I'm sure, has started the most games so far in this season and probably last season as well. And for Morris to upstage him, it doesn't quite make sense. It doesn't make sense at all. I don't know what more he needs to do. But, I mean, let's, let's, let's go into the list. I mean, we've started already speaking about Allison, and I don't think he's supposed to be in the top 10. Yeah, He the top number well. seven. I mean, the, 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 well-deserved
0: with the, with, with the Yashin, um
1: Award being...
0: And that's also... Argue, you, you can make an argument. Is he really the best goalkeeper in the world? Because he's playing behind first. what is yeah. said to be the best defender in
1: the world. So... Uh, I Have n't really been tested. I, I I'm not convinced as well. I mean, the other keepers on the list is 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 Loris, and I think he's somewhere in the twenties. And I think there should be there shouldn't be that big a difference between the, the the two keepers. I don't think so. Um, all right. I think. Well, we spoke about Marius as well. I want to put in. I want to put in a player in the top ten. I want to go all the way down to twenty first place. Dusan Tadic, a player from Ajax, who was formerly of Southampton, moved on into Amsterdam, and he's been a revelation since. Last season alone, he scored thirty-five goals. I'm sure there's only five, six players in that list of players above him who've matched that goal tally. He's been instrumental for his team. He was massive in the Champions League. So for him to be so lowly placed, I, 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 don't agree with that at all. Anything that you wanna discuss? Any players that you disagree with? Yeah,
0: I, I, I I'm also in agreement with you in terms of. I think Tadić should move higher because, um, and I just confirm. I know, I know they won the league. I think they won the double. Um, I'll just confirm that. But then they they made it as far well as they did in the Champions League, as you say, and and he was obviously very instrumental. Um, mm. You could argue that the left and De Jong, who finished higher than him, um, you could argue. Yeah. I don't know if you'd win that argument that were they truly um, that much more impressive. I think what what Tadic has working against him is the fact that it, he feels like a journeyman mm. because. He's he's thirty one. I was about now, to say that as well. It's just his
1: age. If Tarik was nineteen,
0: I think that's it. He's, he's oh man! If he's class. nineteen, then he's, he's spoken about as as a young, yeah. you know. And I I th- I think actually he's suffered from ageism and the fact that he's not been a star all these years. And it's like, well, you're not rewarding the career achievements of the guy. You're rewarding what he did in the previous season. Mm. And on 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 that, I would I would obviously also move up Son. So
1: yeah. I mean, Son but, is 22nd. But how, how how hard do you have Son? Is he top 10?
0: I think that Son had a, a better season, had a greater impact than. And I know it sounds like we're picking on the goalkeeper, but then the goalkeeper yeah. at Liverpool, you know? And if you, I mean, I know right now, it's a bit of a firehouse at Tottenham. And this season specifically, particularly, it's, it's not been a, there's not been a good story around Tottenham, but that's not to take away from what the individual players are doing and have done and did last year. Tottenham made it to the final of the Champions League. You know, if you compare Tottenham to, to Liverpool, uh, Liverpool beat them out uh, in, in both the league and in the Champions League in, in, in Europe because obviously they won the final against them in Europe and then they finished a position above them. But if you compare those things, they're not they're not that far apart, you yeah, know? No, no. And if they're not that far apart, then you're thinking Tottenham had a good season. We're not actually going ahead and winning the whole thing, which is again, if you bring it back, Leo Messi did not win the Champions League. You know, did well in the Champions League and think was the leading goal scorer, um, but was beaten in his in in, in in the cup competition in his in his home league. Won the league, but then when you compare, as I'm saying, what what happened in the Champions League, Tottenham made
1: it further than yeah. the Barcelona. I mean, Tottenham, Tottenham beat out Manchester City as we're saying, were local heavyweights who have been dominating the league. They also beat out um, Barcelona in the group stages to make it into the knockout phases. So, I mean, when they had to face big and tough oppositions, players like Son stood up and were counted. And they are one of the key reasons why Tottenham went as far as they did. I mean, as far as the league goes, they were there there and about in terms of the league title race. It's just that at crucial moments, they slipped up. When you're supposed to keep up with the win, they'd get a draw and and they'd they'd fall away gradually. But I I don't think that... I think it's Tottenham's best season to date, period. I think... In the last 20-30 years this is their best season Period And it's down to Players like that
0: uh, Another guy who I'd um, dropped down I don't know Maybe if entirely Out of the top 10 But from his lost position And you, we've mentioned him Mo Salah Yeah um, When Mo Salah Scored that 40 plus goals There was Talk of Is he possibly The best player in the world mm-hmm. You know And he had A phenomenal season yeah. Um, You can't argue that but I I was I was on the fence in terms of how good is this guy? And for me the jury was out and it's like I need to see him do it again the following season. Sure, he hasn't quite reached those heights since then and he's a quality player, don't get me wrong. Um and I I don't think he's overrated or anything of the sort. But I don't think he's the fifth best player in the world. I think
1: we're hungover from that. I really I really think so. See him in those, in, Dude in that lens the you, whole
0: time. When you look at that guy in that front three, is yeah. he better than any of the other two? I don't think so. He's not he, i mean, think about that. He's not we we agree he's not even the best player in, in a front three. Hmm. He's his third of that front three. But he's 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 the fifth best player in the world. which is why I think I think if you would give Klopp um the option of would you? Uh, he wouldn't admit it, obviously, because Salah is his player. Yeah. But if I, if I, if I'm reconstructing that Liverpool team, and you give me the option to have Son instead of Salah in that position, I take Son every single day.
1: Yeah. You know, no one glaring omission that I just realized now, looking at the list again. And I think it's, it's I think English English people have have, have a case here when they when they keep saying that because we're English, we keep getting overlooked. I don't see a Harry Kane on that list. That's a glaring omission. With what? Kane has been able to to produce consistently. Sure, he was injured here in there last season, but Kane is a class act. There's no way players like... Um, let me just take a glance at the list and I'll tell you people that are actually on the list. There's no way players like Maury, as we said, I don't think Hazard had a better season than Harry Kane. I don't think so. Oh, I beg to differ. I don't think Antoine Griezmann had a better season than Harry Kane. I don't think Obama Young had a better season than Harry Kane. I don't think Lloris. I don't think... Wijnaldum had a better season than Harry Kane. So I... I, I I think they're missing a trick with Harry Kane. You know what I it's think an with, with
0: Harry Kane, the issue was, I, I don't think it was actually there. I think it was out for quite a long time. It's particularly, and what I think was working against him is the timing of his injury. Because what happened is that he went down and what happened with Tottenham is that they just kept on proceeding forward in the Champions League particularly. Because yeah. he wasn't around for the quarters. He wasn't around for the semis. And he was then barely fit and I feel was a mistake to start him because start him on the bench. The team has made it thus far without him actually starting. And you have him probably for 30 minutes at the most coming back from injury. But he played then in the Champions League final and he was woeful um, mm. to say the least. Mm. And therefore, when you compare, his, don't take away from the fact because to be clear, this is an award for... Year that has been. This is not again a reflection on the player's career up to this moment. And Kane is a class act, and I think I think maybe in the voters' minds, what was working against him is the fact that he was out in the most crucial moments in in his club's biggest season, and they sure I'd say he was
1: out in the crucial moments, but he helped them get to the knockout phase. And what I also want to consider, and I don't think people overlook the Beginning of this season, as much as Tottenham have been in shambles, Harry Kane has still been scoring,
0: yeah. And he scored in every one of England's um Euro Euro 2020
1: qualifiers. So, for me, if if it's if it's just down to then the end of last season and they don't look any further, then sure, I think I'd then agree. But looking then forward into this season before the award was given, I really do think that he should be somewhere on the list at least top 30 in the world. At least top 30. Did Neymar make it into the top 30? That's (laughs) because Neymar is a part. Um, part oh dancer goodness. part celebrity part Neymar doesn't play football he's he, I remember it was like what a month ago he had missed exactly the same amount of games as he's played for PSG which is I think, I, I
0: honestly think this should be a wake up call because Neymar has all the talent in the world and if he looks at the season and he recognizes it I mean a couple of seasons ago he was Consistently Finishing in, in the top three Top five places When I was with Balsa hmm. He's been now at PSG For a couple of seasons And he's now finished a season Where he's not even considered One of the top 30 hmm. Best players in the world
1: that uh, surpassed
0: in I honestly like think he needs, him. he needs to take his career A little more seriously The other person who Might look at this list And actually um, Want to think about what, what he wants to do With his ne- the next step of his career Is Paul Pogba because you pointed out that Pogba wasn't injured last season. He was he played. Yeah. And having played, and yeah, he's playing for a, a average team at the moment. But he's not also uh, being... And there was a point where Paul Pogba was thought to be the guy who's next in line, to and be the best player in the in world. Napoli, yeah. you know. And now it's he's properly, he's nowhere. And he maybe wants to reconsider what is actually
1: happening with his career and what is happening with his legacy. I think Pogba's actually going to leave... Um, as, as we've I think said, he has to. We, unless something no, changes, nothing. Nothing. I mean, other than the fact that not too many English players are considered for such things when you look at the grand scale of Europe, but or other players who play in the English Premier League. I want to say, he, he's he's stagnant at Man United. Man United are not going anywhere, and, and as a result, Pogba's not going anywhere. So, I'd love to keep him, but if we don't sign any better players, I give him my blessing to go because he's never going to make this list, and his career would be a waste his career would be... He's, he's at his peak right now and he's not producing anything. So I, I, I do agree. He needs to refocus, re, rethink strategies. If not, put out more for Man United, go somewhere else.
0: If I were to ask you this question, um, having mentioned now that Pogba was thought to be the guy who's next in line as the best player in the world. Mm. We, we started off um, and we'll end this off by saying we saw Liam Messi win his sixth Ballon d'Or. And that puts him one ahead of Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm-hmm. Between the two guys, they've won 11 of the last 12, with only Modric being the outlier in between. Mm-hmm. Ronaldo turns 35 in February. Um, February. Leo Messi turns 33 next year in June. So it's pretty safe to say they're on their last legs. We're not, we shouldn't expect another five even combined from, mm-hmm. from, from, from them. The next gen, um, we look at the list of Mbappe, who's 21. He's in the top 10. We see left. There as well. Of these players and maybe of the players I haven't mentioned now, who do you think is going to inherit that mantle as the best player in the world, the best players
1: in the world? The first name I need to bring up, and I think maybe the first two years after Messi's win, it has to be Eden Hazard. He has to step up. He was brought to Real Madrid, not to replace Ronaldo as such, but to take them to the next level. And he's got the perfect platform. He's got quality around him, He's got team, a team that has a pedigree in the Champions League, so he should get a title in the next two or three years. Um, they should con- contest for the league, which, I mean, they're tied with Barcelona right now. So I'm putting Eden Hazard into the hat. Um, I think we need to then also have Kevin De Bruyne in there. In terms of strikers, I am not too sure, but those are my two picks.
0: You know, um, I, I must agree um, with Eden Hazard. When Hazard signed for Real Madrid, my first thought was, aha, this is... This is it. Mm. This is this is the platform. This is the stage um where he then is crowned as the best player in the world. For whatever reason, when you play in England, it is hard to win the Berlin duo. I mm. say for whatever reason, but there's a feel to me that and when I was watching when I was watching um the the, the presentation last night actually, uh hosted by Dio Dragba who I think was a clown i I, th- I think the show was just terrible it was it was so awkward it was so cringy there were interviews happening when people did not anticipate those interviews and there were highlights packages shown after winning the award and then one of the highlights package of leo messi i, I mean he was already he he was the video showed him taking pictures with six poland and i was like so he knew he had won before before the night And also when he, came, when he came up on stage I was like Man This is a farce He was already mic'd up Whereas Virgil van Dijk Was being interviewed with, with, the, with the roving mic And I'm just like Why has he already been mic'd up That's because The result is already in Before I'm just like What the heck is going on here Anyway So One of the other things That I noticed By watching the show Is it was presented In French sure It's by Like the French magazine Le Quique, You know mm-hmm. But there's a very Continental feel yeah. About it, and and that's why I, I have a sense that if you play in in England, you have to have a Ronaldo type of season when he had the one he had in turn eight where he scored forty plus goals and you win the Champions League and the Premier League because we just pointed out Sterling is outside of the top ten even after what in Manchester football. City yeah. did um, at home, you know, and with Eden Hazard, there's a feeling then that he was he was uh, a bit in the shadows when he was at Chelsea, yeah, because. As as much as there are a bunch of big teams in the world, it feels as though if you succeed at Real Madrid or Barcelona, then then the world is yours, mm. you know. And I think that's why Eden Hazard moved because if he if he is who he is and he plays to his potential, and then Real Madrid have the team success where they win the Champions League or they win the 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 Premier League, I think he wins um, the Ballon d'Or, and I think. There, there are certain guys who I look at, and I, I tend to say they're differently talented. Yeah. They just guys who are on the pitch.
1: That's just too easy. And that's too it's, easy. They
0: can just do things other guys can't. They just goes past players and it's just like, my goodness. Hazard is one of those guys, mm. um, and I think he's got the talent where if he puts it all together and the team success follows, he should be. Um, the other guy who obviously is, is looks like he's gone in inherited mantle is Kylian Mbappe. He's, he's got. The world at his feet he's 21 he's already a world champion um he's whenever he moves which i think he will have to from psg he's going to be the most expensive player in history he's got frightening pace which is something you can't teach and last season we saw him push um leo Messi for the golden boot in europe mm. you can only think he's only going to get better which is scary mm. you know and yeah I, I i put across those two guys um I yeah. think
1: I think one thing that we need to factor in as well, um, I guess after we've put together our, our arguments, is the fact that we're having Euros not too long and the golden generation mm-hmm. of Belgium has come together. So yeah. if, if they even win the tournament, then already uh, De Bruyne and Hazard have a good chance of lifting that because then it'll be the national title and something else that they probably have to win in the domestic, in the domestic league to have their name in the hat. Mbappe um, is in the group of death, Actually, after analyzing that, the best 3rd place, <laughs> place team can qualify so they can all go through. So it's not that much of a group of death. But, I mean, going in the beginning of the tournament, going against Germany, going against Portugal, if France is on fire, that might be too detriment. I don't know. But if he excels, then… then. I, I really do
0: think next year's award winner will probably come from the winner of the Euros. Yeah. If Belgium win, as you say, if Belgium win and Real Madrid say they win La Liga mm. and… Get to the semis of the Champions League Hazard is definitely going to win If he's had a a brilliant season Mm. Cat amongst the pigeons If by some means Portugal Managed to win the, the Euros Because and because the way that they won it last time, they weren't they weren't good. I mean, they were one of those lucky... they didn't win a, a match in the group stages. They
1: qualified as the best third place team. So and, and they come into
0: this tournament with actually better players behind Ronaldo, mm-hmm. um, Felix, and by 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 the summer he should have even taken another leap. Mm. You've got Bernardo Silva as well. Um, you've got uh, the Sporting player, um, Bruno Bruno Fernandes. Bruno Fernandes, you yeah. know, yeah. and if they get him to the knockout stages. Say say for example they get him to the knockout stages. He scores a goal in the quarters, the semis, and the final, right? And they win by a margin of a goal, mm. whether it's one 3-2, whatever. And he's decisive in terms of he in, in terms of his contribution in overall gameplay, as we've said, I, I think he's taken a step quite a step down. Mm. But okay, forget that. Say he contributes to the goals. Say the old lady at Juventus also, they get to Because I, I, I feel like Cristiano Ronaldo Or however old he is His BMT is to the roof So they get to To the knockout stages And somehow He manages to If he manages to deliver A Champions League <laughs> And a Euro And he finishes the season With like Something like 20 goals Guess what? He's going to win The Balladio next year
1: Based on just history And and how It's far-fetched Yeah
0: But that's what would happen You know Um Lewandowski is on is on is on course for like sixty goals this Guys, season. If he wins anything, so,
1: if he wins anything in terms of like player of the year or Ballon d'Or at age thirty five, we need to rest the argument. At thirty five, <laughs> no, <laughs> no,
0: I don't want to see Messi <laughs> and Ronaldo win next <laughs> season. I must say I'm argument. I'm keen for the next chapter, and it's not I I like it's you know, disrespectful you know, it 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 to tired of the era, I but think it's just
1: like tennis. Uh, yeah, there will be a drop in quality once the Djokovic is in the Federers. They put their records down. I think the same thing with, with Ronaldo and Messi that yes, Heather will be great, but he won't reach those heights. De Bruyne will be great, Mbappe will be great, but I don't know if the, anyone can touch those numbers. We should,
0: we should, um, we will always argue who's, who's the code between Ronaldo and Messi, and we will never drop that argument. But we can set it aside and pocket for a moment and actually recognize that we've been privileged to watch two guys who are probably going to finish their careers with like close to 800 goals each. Yeah, it, It's unheard of. It's, it's unheard of. If, as I'm saying, if, and if neither one of them wins the Ballon Dio ever again, like 11 Ballon Dios between two guys over a period of 12 years, we've never seen football played at a higher level. We've been privileged to see these two guys. Um, hopefully we can still see them compete at the highest level. Um, but if this is the final Ballon Dio between the two
1: of them, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Those are the words said by Daniel Levy to Pochettino as he booted him out. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard there by, 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 the, by the coaches uh-huh. so um, the Watford coach lost his job no no it was it the Watford coach or was it the Everton coach I don't remember one of those guys no it's the Watford coach who lost his job Pochettino lost his job Wernay Emery lost his job and the question Ole is Ole Gunnar has his job I don't know why I don't know why, because he says, "Keep this." He says, the posi- "Our position in the league table is not of consequence. It's not so important right why
0: now." Why do we play? Why do you play in the
1: league? I'm just saying, <laughs> not to team. have your uh, position affected. What does he even mean by that? I, 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 I don't know. It's uh, one thing that I've that I've seen in the characters of Oli Osha and Una Emery. They are not bothered by any results. Like you kept saying, like you said in the video, he kept saying, "You guys are improving." How? When? Why? about? What are these guys seeing that we are not seeing? So, the question that I want to ask you. Tottenham changed up from Pochettino, who was at the helm for five years. Sure didn't have much to show for it. But he built the club. And they've now moved on to Jose Mourinho. Chosen one, the special one, the one who has a winning record. Is that a good move? If you judge by
0: the first couple of results, just by the results themselves, you'd say, yeah, because yeah. he is what... Um, Three, three wins in a row mm-hmm. to begin with. But if you then look at those results a little deeply, Jose Mourinho is famous for being a defensive-minded coach. Um, that first Chelsea team that he took over and just steamrolled their way to the championship back in 2005 only conceded about 15 goals, which is ridiculous in a 38-game season. And this Tottenham team, as much as they've won like the first three games, um, they've conceded quite a bunch of goals. You know, I, yeah. I guess Olympiacos, they went 2 nil no behind and came back to one to win 4-2 at, against West Ham. It was a 3-2 result. Mm-hmm. Uh, again now, um I guess it was important that they were playing or... I'm uh, just not sure well, well. who, who the opponent they were playing, but they went, they were 3-1 ahead the and then by the end of 90 minutes, it was 3-2. I just like, well, these guys are porous at the back. And Jose Mourinho inherits a team that still has the issue of guys who have not signed contracts to remain at the team beyond the season.
1: Daniel Rose, Eriksen, and the likes. Alderweireld. Mm.
0: And I think these are guys who are on their way out still. Um, Regardless of the fact that the coach has changed, I don't think they want to be at Tottenham. So if that's the case, okay, cool. Say these guys leave. Now you need to replace them. Mm. Tottenham Hotspurs. Daniel Levy does not spend money. Jose Mourinho has coached other than the job that he did at, at, at Porto, where he had like a, a, a bunch of good players, mm. he went to a Chelsea team who revolutionized this um, rich owner who then um, bankrolls the team. And then from there, we saw him at Inter Milan, which are not necessarily uh, a port club themselves. And from there, he went to Real Madrid, who we know always have a treasure chest of, so of, of money. and Kak at the same time. And then from Real Madrid, he coached only the the as as Ed Woodward would tell you, <laughs> a team that does well financially, even if they're not doing well on the pitch. So he's at Tottenham, which is a different a different challenge than he's had over the last oh, decade plus. Mm. And I think he's gonna have a problem because he's going to go in because this season is is a watershed season. Yeah. If, if he gets them into the Champions League, he would have done a great job. But then he's only going to start getting truly judged with what he does with what is his team. So who he brings in. And he's going to have a list and he's going to present it to Daniel Levy and he's going to have the frustrations that he had at Manchester United, but 10 times worse.
1: I think the only time I remember Tottenham spending money is when they sold Gareth Bale and they had money to play around with.
0: Yeah, he bought like seven guys.
1: Which didn't work out. Yeah, so I think that's the only way Daniel Levy can get him to spend money because um, Tottenham i not a club that spends a lot, as you outlined. But Jose Mourinho doesn't buy Young anymore as well. He wants the finished article. Whenever he's bought Young, those players have never always um, come up and, and, and vindicated his purchase. And so if you have a manager who wants to buy ready-made products, who's looking for a coolie body to close, the, close up the back, who because he was saying that he was looking at Virgil van Dijk at some point but never got to sign him. He was thinking about such players when he was at, when he was at United. So you look at that and you're like, Who does Jose Mourinho want next and who is he willing to sacrifice to get that money? Because, as we said, Tottenham are just not not going to give him a check and say, sign whoever you need to sign. So maybe, and it's going to be quite tricky because players like Eriksen and and Rose in the last years of their contracts, you can't really get that much for such players. But is he willing to leverage those players to get more signings? And who can he bring in to make Tottenham better? If If he has to sell those guys, he has to sell them in January. And then the
0: question is, what does it do for the, for the rest of the season? Hold on. You know, and you're not buying any quality players in January. Those mm. guys are just not available. Um, they're entrenched in a season, and the clubs have plans for them, and no one is releasing a good player um, in the middle of the season. And the question of who does he bring in? <laughs> Famously, Chelsea hijacked William from Tottenham after he had even had That's a medical. medical at Tottenham. <laughs> this is who Tottenham are in terms of the picking order of if there's a quality player that's out there and they're thinking, I want to move to the Premier League and let's go through a list of the clubs I can move to. Mm. I think you go through about, what, four clubs definitely before you get to Start. Tottenham and they're probably there, they're about with with an Arsenal, you know. But an Arsenal even have, uh, on that occasion, a 72 million pounds to sign a Pepe. Mm. Tottenham, we've not seen them do this. So, He's going to identify, obviously, players that he wants, but he's not going to get these players. And you know what? I will be surprised if Jose Mourinho stole the coach at Tottenham like two seasons from now. I think Jose Mourinho was, just had an itch to come back into management. Yeah. And he and his ego team um, just could not leave his legacy with what happened at United. And he hears the talk that football has passed him by. I've said this. You've said this. And he knows this is what people are saying. And he just wants to prove people wrong. I... Just fear for him that this is the final nail in his coffin as a
1: big-time manager for a big-time club. So so looking at Tottenham and how they did all the way up until Pochettino got, got sacked and now they've got a new manager in Mourinho and they're still shipping goals, they've got a decent team. When you look at their other London rivals who are Arsenal and they've fired their manager, is it just down to Unai Emery being not up to scratch? Or do the players have a say in this? Because there is another manager gone. And I think this time, well, in both cases, it's down to the players. So,
0: um, Arsenal fired Una Emery, which I feel is the right decision. I feel it's the right decision because not that he necessarily was the issue. The issue at Arsenal is institutionalized. It goes from the ownership to the board to the management thing to the players. But as we've discussed before, it's easier to make the decision of getting rid of one person rather than the whole staff, you know, and (laughs) Arsenal got rid of Una Emre, right? And then they go to Carrow Road to play Norwich, Norwich who are struggling in the relegation zone. And famously, Arsenal have conceded more than two goals against every team that is in the relegation zone. (laughs) They go to Carrow Road and Norwich have been struggling. What do they do? They concede two goals. How do they concede those two goals? Um, Because a certain David Luiz and a certain Mustafi are playing. Mustafi and one of the girls... I don't know what he was doing. He was diving at a player and he was sprawling on the floor. And you're looking at him, you're like, what the hell are you doing? And you also said, why did Lundberg, because Lundberg comes in with this idea that he's going to give everyone a chance. Like, yeah, give everyone a chance, but not Mustafi. Gary Neville famously says that um, a man has lost his job, um, stating Una Emery, right? Yeah. And then he says that, wh- "How how is anyone supposed to coach Socrates?" Mustafi said so they're uncoachable players They're uncoachable players And I must agree <laughs> with you Like it's not In terms of those guys There is no coach in the world Who's going to come in And suddenly Transform those guys Into world class defenders So At Arsenal The guy who's coming in at Arsenal I Man I don't know when, when Arsenal sit down with you You need to Have them make certain promises The same thing that we say With Tottenham Like Arsenal Better come to the coach And say Well And you know the thing with Arsenal I was When I was watching the match against Norwich Norwich are not a good team Obviously that's why they're struggling in relegation. But do you realize every single time Every single time And I challenge you to do this And please come back and tell me what you've noticed Every single time Arsenal step onto the pitch With any Premier League team That Premier League team Has better central defenders than Arsenal And then I ask myself the question Why are Arsenal struggling to find cent- How is it that they end up with these guys I'm just like <laughs> look across the league You can find Two guys from any of the
1: other 18 teams, 19 teams. So going back to former Man United players talking about Arsenal. So Scholes had an issue with Freddie Lindbergh getting to the stadium without wearing a suit on. I'm like, what's this about? And so maybe he had a point because what he pointed out is maybe if he had the suit on with the badge on and he showed pride in in, in being um, the caretaker coach and instilling some sort of discipline, Maybe change the the, the, the the season She's, of.
0: Linkeberg Lu, Lu, is there to have fun. Limberg <laughs> is saying that he's giving people chances and he's just wanting to bring smiles back on faces like Yeah,
1: because I mean sometimes okay. I mean besides the Mustafis and the and the Luigi's and, and and all these players that you've got and the Grand Shakas, I think there's a whole lot more to be done at Arsenal and it's not just then down to the the the, 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 the not being good enough. And I say this because United also have a mediocre team or worse than Arsenals, but you have players who work hard. Sure, the talent, the lack thereof, I guess, shows during the game that if it was a better player, this would have gone well or this would have um, come off. But I don't see a, a character like a Scott McTominay. and was that when he started off? He's tailed off now. He's no longer that aggressive and, and forceful player who wants to win at all costs. And I think it's, it's a character thing. I don't know. It's, it's, it's institutional, as you're saying. There's no longer that Vieira who has that fire in that team, that, that the is and the Lehman who would scream at you for losing the ball. I don't know if Bernd Leno is screaming at Luis. I don't know if he wants any of that smoke. <laughs> but, I mean, maybe... Luis he... doesn't look like he cares when someone even addresses him. So, it's, maybe it's not down to the managers. Uh, although when I look at Ole Gunnar Solskjaer I think it's down to the manager
0: I want to go to United And, and also then In asking the question Who is probably next to lose his job To close off on the, on the, on the Arsenal matter Allegri um, reports have it That he turned down the Arsenal job Because they could not come to an agreement Of giving him a certain uh, type of freedom That mm-hmm. he wants in terms of running the club And in my opinion I've said if honestly, Arsenal are going to get a coach, the first guy I, I am flying to and trying to coach from his job is Diego Simeone because in the absence of those Vieira characters, Tony Adams and those guys, get it from the coach, let him yeah. uh, set the tone. This is famous with Sir Alex Ferguson. Um, Roy Keane, who has issues with Sir Alex for the, and has had for the last couple of years now, he's said he he and Alex had mutual respect professionally for one another because they had the same expectations. The reason Roy Keane was the captain is because it was an extension of Sir Alex and his character and his personality on the pitch. So I think a Simeone could identify a player that he'd bring in Mm -hmm. and he could channel his vibes um, across
1: across Arsenal.
0: If not, and if they want to do a rebuild and they want to have an exciting game, go get the I X coach.
1: Do you think he'll get that freedom? And ask me if he, if he comes because no, Allegri is a, is a disciplinarian as well. And that's yeah. why his name is in the hat.
0: As I said, the issue at Arsenal is institution wise. Um, mm. And I think while the Crinkers are running Arsenal, I think we are still, by we, I mean the Cardinals fans, are in for a high jump, as one guy famously <laughs> said to us <laughs> a long time ago.
1: Look, I, I think one thing I want to do is go to Man United to get an Arsenal point across before we get to Man United. Simple
0: question. Should Oli be fired?
1: Before I get there. Teddy and Andy Cole did not get, get along for the longest of time, but they could produce on the pitch day in, day out. That shows a form of discipline. That shows the desire to win that even if we don't get along, I will still pass you the ball and you will still finish. We won't celebrate together, but I'll make sure we win. And I think that's like in the modern day game. Modern day There are too many sissies. Then. There are too many emotions and hearts being broken. Just go out there and win.
0: Yeah, man, to um, social media stars yeah. This is where we have A bunch of social media stars
1: Should Oli go? Definitely Oli should go We are playing against Sheffield With five defenders How? How, Sway? How, Sway? Like, how are you playing With five defenders? The point I was making To Jay the one day Is this If you want to try youngsters One What you should do then Is get midfielders To play in midfield Don't get defenders And put them in midfield And say you're trying out youngsters Because what are you trying to do? Make the defenders Better midfielders? Or you trying to get your midfielders to get out to scratch and get to a particular level where they can compete. Secondly, this whole thing of the Man United Way is false. The Man United Way was a three five two system. We don't play a three five two system, we play a three four three system. And so there is no Man United way that Oli Kana is implementing because he's not using the players to do that and he's not smart enough to get anything out of the players. So should Oli go. <laughs> should Oli go. Yes. Definitely should go.
0: You know, is available. You know what? like is available. Yeah. I mean, I mean, have have you ever just wanted something so badly and have it presented to you? And then for whatever reason, you start looking either side of it. It's right there. It was made easy for you. You don't have to pay any clauses that have to release him from his contract. He spent 10 days in Argentina. He said he needed a time off. And he's had. he says he's Those had... Those
1: comments like, are so convenient because <laughs> he been 10 days and then <laughs> he's going to look at offers. Yeah, and Ooh, and he, says, offering he says he's had
0: offers, multiple offers. And I'm thinking to myself... Manchester United, Manchester United. Yes. You are Manchester United. It would it's work. not worked on, out man. with the and social. And you know, you know, you know the thing of. So I I, I believe that you need to invest in in youngsters and you, you need to build them up and because you're building for the future as well. Mm. But ladies and gentlemen, this is Manchester United. This is not. This is not West Brom or. Whoever might have ideas of of like rebuilding a Newcastle, mm. who might be like flirt to the idea of coming back into the top seven, six, whatnot. This is Manchester United. It worked with Busby back in nineteen sixty, whatever. Mm. Um, it worked with Sir Alex Ferguson. There's a reason why they've been knighted and for their contributions managers. to football, yeah, but. You don't win with kids. Um, when, don't when, for, when you come for, from Eximolde, forget, forget what forget what Sir Alex Ferguson did and proving disproving that. No, no, no. He is an outlier. You actually don't win with the kids. I was watching that that the, the Chelsea match against West Ham, and I could see the maturity in in that team. And you could see that these guys need 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 a dash or even more than that of of experience mm. in their team. And you are Manchester United, and you want to tell Manchester United fans that amazing Greenwood, who just turned eighteen. You you need to believe in him. Yeah, can you believe in him in twenty twenty two? Not yeah. Not now, you know. So, Edward Wood, make the decision. Get rid of all the Collinsellshire. Go get Mauricio Pochettino. Sound get him in, in now, and and have him whisper into. Let's the do Ericsson's, what we did with
1: Sanchez because we tried to get Sanchez before he went to Man City. Let's get Pochettino because he, before he goes to a bigger club. Because one, I want to say,
0: is um, particularly. <laughs> How great Lionel Messi is, is he's keeping a, man, a manager in the job. Because if Valverde uh, can go to his board and says, Well, we're we winning. And it's because of well, Messi and also Testigan. Oh, man, that That, that performance against Atletico Madrid, crazy.
1: So many seasons, just the first half.
0: But if that doesn't work out this season, say they don't win, because Madrid look very strong this season. Um, and it, I don't think they're going to win the Champions League, um, Barcelona. So if they win nothing, Valverde is going to get fired mm. because he's been on the precipice for a long time. And if he gets fired, Pochettino. Will be someone that they look at, and again, what 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 more do you want the heavens to give you? What kind of a sign are
1: you looking for? Go get your manager; he's right there. I mean, another telltale sign is that if we fire Oli, do you think we'll manage another Premier League side? Hell no. Why are we? Why, why what are we doing with if, him? like? And and now, do you, and that's the question you ask. Do you see
0: Oli Solskjaer managing any of the other traditional big six? No. Leicester City will like no. Leicester City, who might lose their manager to Arsenal. This is also a possibility. I don't think they'd they they'd be looking at oh, Solskjaer is available. Let's <laughs> let's replace uh, Brandon Rogers with Oli Gunnar Solskjaer No, he's no, gonna go, he's gonna that. go. He's gonna go back to Norway. Yeah. And that's where his career is gonna he's gonna end up. Manchester United, get serious, get serious. No,
1: that's it for today. That's it for yeah. today. Ollie. please, please do us a favor. And you know you're going to get that payout if you need to make your contract early. Fall in the Mali, Norway, Coach Mall, because you know they're willing to have you back as soon as you let go of United. This is me just requesting kindly.
0: Yeah, Manchester United, give um, Chuck an early Christmas present. Uh, Have a safe festive to all you guys. I know this sounds like goodbye, but we're going to be here um, throughout the festive because there's some big games um, across the sporting landscape coming up. Uh, There's the Premiership, obviously. Oh, you
1: know what? And there's the Proteus. We're playing Tottenham tomorrow. Playing City on on Saturday or Sunday, we might I might just see what I want. I might just be playing twice. But,
0: by our next episode, we
1: will <laughs> be talking about Manchester United being on the search for a manager along with Arsenal. Marino, Hammer us please. Wow, Guardiola, Hammer us please. That bad. If we if we lose it's like heavily twice, there's no way Ellie keeps his job. It's that bad. Regardless of what we please, it's that
0: bad. It's please, asking for a beating. Please. Anyway, um, guys. Catch us on Iono, um, catch us on Apple Podcasts, and you can also find us on Spotify. Uh, on the socials, we are at 2 Front Pod both on Twitter and on Instagram, and then 2 Front on Facebook. You can find me at Emperor underscore J ten on the socials. Chuck is still without a a a, a handle, so can I be a mysterious figure? I'll, I'll get you guys there for Christmas. Just, just a voice over in the podcast. <laughs> So yeah, uh, that's it for this week. Um, Catch us again on 2UpFront next week. From me, Jay, and from Chuck, this is 2UpFront signing out.